0: to the Paper Mache Sparrows Podcast. I'm so happy you're joining me. I'm Mache, your host, and we're going to talk all about biblical homeschooling, mother culture, and coffee. Of course, not everything in one episode, but keep hanging around here and we'll cover everything. Um, So let's get started. Today's topic is Bible Unit Studies. How can we practically incorporate the Bible into our homeschool in a way that makes sense? Where you don't just read a scripture verse every morning, but where you actually use the Bible as a handbook. Let's go! Absolutely love using the Bible as a handbook. I truly do believe that the Bible was written in such an amazing way that the Bible can be used for all instruction. It tells us in the Bible that the word, the whole word, is good for instruction. And um, I think if we use the Bible as our handbook for life, which I never realized it was, I've always when I was younger, I used to believe. Um, that the Old Testament was kind of boring. There were a few good stories like Noah and the walls of Jericho and so on, but I never truly believed that those hold any water today. I thought they were just pretty little stories you could tell your kids and, you know, obviously leave out all the wars and bloodshed. And then all we as Christians have to actually believe is the New Testament. Um, and I used to pray, and I used to ask, and I used to cry. Why can't there just be a handbook for life? <laughs> and then um, about four years ago, I came to realize that, oh my word, the whole Bible is still good for instruction. The whole Bible is still applicable today. Um, the God from the Old Testament is not this... Uh, this. Um, Like strict father figure, just ready to smite us, and that Jesus is this um, person that's come to save us from this horrible God from the Old Testament. I mean, I don't know how that ever made sense to me, but um, I came to realize that Our Father, our Heavenly Father, from the beginning of the Word all the way up to the end is the same. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the beginning and the end. He doesn't change. And everything in His Word is still good for instruction today. The same way that it was 2,000 and 4,000 years ago. And... Um, When we realize that the whole word is good for instruction, we can incorporate it in such a wonderful way into our daily homeschool. So a few tips that I have for including the Bible in your homeschool is firstly using it for reading, writing and math. So those are your three R's. Those are your three things that you have to, that I work on covering every single day for reading Obviously, have your child literally read from the Bible. Um, If your child is still really young, read a portion to them and then have them read on their own from a kiddie's Bible, but the same story. So you read it first from the original text and then have them kind of read the summarized version from their Bible. After you guys are done reading, have your child, if they're older, either do a written narration or when they're younger, let them draw a picture. And then they could narrate back to you in two or three sentences what you guys read. So they can do a verbal narration. And then you could write it down and they can copy over it. So that's their writing for today. They could even write down a little prayer that they want to add in there. For math, I love using, especially um, within the Torah readings, there's lots of genealogies given. There's lots of measurements given. There's lots of... um money, values and things given. So for example, if you're reading the story of Noah and the ark, look at all the measurements that are given. Um, in the back of my Bible, and I'm pretty sure this is really easy to look up online, there are conversions. So so many cubits or so many feet or inches or whatever. So what you could then have your child do is do some research into that and to find out what does it translate into. And then either use a ruler or have them physically step off the areas of the ark or the dimensions of the ark in your backyard or on a soccer field or wherever and have them see physically, oh, wow, this is how big it was. This is how high it was. This is, um, this is real life math. With genealogies, I enjoy having my children tally up all the numbers. So when they say so many from this tribe, so many from that tribe, so many from this tribe, I have them tally that up um you could also when it comes to like the story with Yeshua and the fish um or how many people he fed you could turn that into so many things like how many fish did he have to make to be able to feed all of these people if each person ate two fish or if each person ate three fish um let's say one fish weighs this much how much would all the fish have weighed you can if you're a little bit, little creative, and I think all of us are, you can very easily use the Bible and the guidelines for what, whatever piece that you're reading, you can use as a guideline to um, turn it into your own curriculum. And in doing that, you can also um, in, include all the other subjects, which brings me to my second point. I believe that the Bible can also be used for history, science, art, geography and even cooking. We do this every week nowadays. So we would use, we would read the Bible, a part of the um, portion for Monday and then we will do history research. We will go and look at what were they wearing, what were they eating, how did their buildings look and then we will um, build the things using Play-Doh or matchsticks and material and hot glue or... Um, we'll We'll bring these things to life um, a while back we dressed up as Israelites and we acted out the one scene that we read about so you can have fun with history with science there's lots of talk about um like the one week we did they were talking about purification of metals so we did research how do you purify materials like cloth and how do you purify metals and what is the difference and how can we use the whole purification? of metal analogy in our own lives to purge sin from our lives and to bring impurities out and sometimes when we get reprimanded it's not fun but it has to sometimes hurt for us to cleanse our hearts or for us to allow our father to cleanse our hearts and um And for science, you can do all kinds of experiments, too, uh, depending on whatever you're busy reading about. For art, we did, uh, this week, we did Mount Hermon. So we looked at pictures online, and then we did some watercolor art techniques. We also did the bed of Och of Bashan, because we read about the giants, the FIM. We read about um, how big Och was, and that his bed was now so big. And then we did, in Van Gogh's style, his, the bedroom, I can't remember the correct name for it, but the bedroom of Van Gogh, um, we used that as inspiration, and we did um, Orch's Bed, and then we kind of spoke about what do you think you would have had in his bedroom? Would he have had windows? Was glass invented yet? No. Okay. So it would only be a hole in the wall. Let's paint um, a mountain on the outside and then, oh, well, draw a mountain on the outside. And then we put a little um, oil lamp on his bedside table and we put a sheepskin rug on the floor. And so we spoke a lot about what would he have actually had in his room. And it also brought in um, the art element of I could talk to the kids about Van Gogh, who he was, his art style, and we try to recreate that, which was really lots of fun. Um, for geography, I also like recreating the places that we read about in a practical manner. So we will take play and we'll do the topography of the land. We might build a certain city that we were learning about or we would um, trace maps and then color them and draw specific landmarks we would draw on the map to to kind of bring it to life for the kids so this week we did old Israel versus new Israel so when the um, land was given to the people versus what it looks like now and you spoke about a few differences and um, we also watched a few videos on Israel and uh, the Dead Sea and all of these places that we've always wanted to visit we kind of did some virtual tours for that um, and that was that was truly delightful and for cooking We would also normally cook something based on that week's Bible readings. So this week we read about the temple and about where Yeshua said that um, not a stone would be left on top of another. So we looked at what King Solomon's temple looked like and we built King Solomon's temple out of cookies. We did a little cookie puzzle and um, the week before we did heart-shaped flapjacks for the purification of our hearts. So that was lots of fun too. So already you've got reading, writing, and math, and then the riches too, covered using only the Bible as your starting point or as your inspiration. Now you could add in all kinds of other subjects like nature studies, citizenship, literature, and even handicrafts. So... You could go further with nature study. You can find out what animals lived in a certain area that you're busy reading about or what animals specifically are they talking about and then go and find out more about that. I also love, we don't do nature study per se based on our Bible readings for the week. We just make a point every week, at least once, normally more, but at least once to get outside and just see what we can find. Just see what new thing Father wants to show us that day. So recently we found um, beautiful little seeds that look like little fried eggs and we um, drew those in our nature journals and we did some research into um, from what tree they are and how they get dispersed and so on and we also found a beautiful beetle today that we drew and we compared to one we found previously and the color difference and Um, the little hairs, and how perfectly everything is made. And I think nature study is such a beautiful way to explore the big, the very big, and the very, very small things that Father's given us. And just to appreciate what a masterful artist he is. Uh, It brings me so much joy to be out in nature. It's so relaxing, and it's such a um, peaceful way to reconnect with, with my Abba. I think it's really good for the kiddies too, because it you know, it allows them to run around a little bit and get rid of some energy. And um, then we could always include citizenship in the sense of what was considered in biblical times. What was considered a good citizen? How were you a good citizen? How do you have to act within a community to be considered a good citizen, Old and New Testament? And what does the Bible say about us being citizens of whichever country we are in? Um, Do we obey the authorities? Do we rebel against the authorities? How do we treat um, other people? How do we treat authorities within um, the place that we live in? And how can we actually be better people overall? How can we serve our neighbors better? How can we um, be more of a... Uh, more of an asset to society through biblical living. So this ties in with morals and good conduct and good values that we also teach as part of um, having a Bible-based family. Literature, you could always read books based on the Bible. You could also read normal secular books and then compare and contrast whatever You are reading in there with your values and beliefs and why you agree or why you disagree, what things you would do differently, what things you would um, maybe think about differently after reading the book and what the Bible says about the topic. Um, I enjoy getting free books off of archive.org because it's handy, it's a PDF and I can load it onto my phone. Because we spend most of our days outside schooling, I'm not really in front of the computer and I do not want the kids in front of the computer too much because I think tech time fries their brains. Um, Not literally, but you know what I mean. So I try and stay out of doors as much as possible and have them limited to only half an hour or so of screen time per day. It doesn't always pan out that way unfortunately but mostly we we are able to stick to that. Um, so for literature I like having it on the go either as an audiobook or as a pdf on my phone and then handicrafts you could also do things based on what you're reading in the bible so you could either embroider a psalm on something you could possibly weave a basket and talk about the story of Moses in the basket you could make a beautiful abstract artwork inspired by some scenes in Revelation Um, the, the world's your oyster you can truly do so so much with the bible as a backbone and as your inspiration Fourth point I want to make is you could also even use it for memory work. Um, I love choosing specific verses. We just recently memorized Ecclesiastes 3, but we've also done, done quite a few Psalms and Proverbs. And I'm working at the moment on memorizing some verses from Hebrews. So what we would do is choose a verse that we really love and that we want to memorize. And then we write it on a whiteboard that's hung on our command center our um, where our home management schedule and everything else is hung. We write the scripture verse out and the whole week, whenever we're busy around the kitchen we repeat the verse out loud and we try and look at it every so often and say it out loud so that it kind of sticks and we remember it. We also have memory work um, every morning where we recite our poem and we want to start doing that with our memory verse too. Um, Obviously Bible and prayer is the best way to start the morning and I think it's very important for us to lead by example It's very important for us to show our kids how to live a godly life, how to live in a biblical manner. So if they see us reading the word every chance we get, if they see us praying throughout the day, then they will do the same. That will be their automatic reaction. And I think it's very important for us to model that for them. Then the last point... Wait before I get to the last point. I also want to include that you could even use, along with memory work and Bible and prayer, you can also add in grammar and copy work over there too. So for grammar, you could read different parts from the Bible. For example, the Torah versus the Prophets versus the um, versus Psalms and you know the songbooks versus the New Testament and maybe even versus the letters by Paul. You could talk to the kids about. Um, for example, Paul's letters. Do we still write letters like this today? What's the same? What's different? Um, try writing a letter to your granny in the style of Paul. Um, or try and translate one of Paul's letters into a way that we would now write a letter. Um, what's the difference between a, a, a reading from the prophets versus one from the Torah? Um, what is the sentence structure? How does the sentence structure differ? How do the word use um, how does the word use differ? And have the kids discuss these different literary devices. And then you could even take something like um, one of the psalms versus one of Shakespeare's poems. What's the same? What's different? Um, there's there's so much space to really explore the word deeply throughout your homeschool journey and our promise as you cycle through the word especially if you use a yearly reading cycle where you start in the beginning and you read all the way through it's not going to get boring because every time you do this you're just going to you're just going to discover new things every time which is so exciting and copy work you can also do from the bible so whatever verse you were reading that day just simply have your child copy it down um I like using copywork and poetry I like using sorry the bible and poetry for my kids to do copywork out of and sometimes they'll even take normal books but I myself also love doing copywork from the bible because firstly it forces me to write more neatly which is something I naturally struggle with um, because I do have a little bit of a drunken spider scroll and it also cements the concept in my mind so if there's a verse that I'm b- working on memorizing I will write it out because when you write something it helps you to remember it better then lastly I really want to encourage you to if you haven't chosen a third a second or third subject yet please do consider Hebrew or Greek we haven't started on Greek yet but I think it's a fascinating language we have however started on Hebrew and we're absolutely loving it I think having the hebrew background on reading the bible or having the hebrew input um when reading the bible gives you so it gives you so much deeper insight into what the word was initially uh, was originally intended to be and how you were supposed to read it and understand it and i think the more languages your child learns and you because remember whenever you're learning you're keeping your brain alive you are Um, you're keeping your senses more alive, we should all be lifelong learners. Really, we should. And whenever your child learns a new language, it enables their brain to work better. It enables new neural pathways to form. And we should want that. So at the moment with us, we have English as our main teaching language. Then we have Afrikaans as one of our additional languages. We also have Hebrew and French as additional languages. And It's really not that hard. If you start off with easy things like songs and um, rhymes and games... And then we carry on. We, we love using Hebrew for Christians. We also love using the Torah Tan resources for Hebrew study. Initially, the Torah Tan Hebrew flashcards were the things that um, got us to memorize the alphabet. And then there are quite a few teachings online and on YouTube. You can find free Hebrew courses. Uh, even Duolingo has Hebrew as a, as a language. And it's all free. So there's really no excuse. So I want to hear from you. Let me know, how do you use the Bible in your homeschool? Do you also enjoy doing Bible unit studies? Do you go per specific reading section? Do you you read from beginning to end? Do you read by topic? How do you study the word with your children? And what changes have you seen in your homeschool and in your life since you've started doing this? please do reach out. You can find me on Facebook under Mache My Book. You can also find Paper Mache Sparrows, the page and the group there. You can find me on YouTube and of course this podcast on Anchor. Oh, and Instagram before I forget. You could also go and visit me on papermachesparrows.wordpress.com and I would love to hear from you. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.